Welcome to Law in the Family, a production of the Pennsylvania Bar Association Family Law Section, providing insights for lawyers about the practice of family law in Pennsylvania. The information shared during this podcast is for general information purposes only. Nothing in this podcast should be taken as legal advice for any individual case or situation. This information is not intended to create, and receipt or listening does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and the podcast guests, and don't necessarily represent those of the Pennsylvania Bar Association. Hello and welcome to Law and the Family. I'm your host, Aaron Weems, and with me is Anthony Hoover. Today we are pleased to have with us L. Barr, who is the education coordinator with Our Family Wizard. If you are practicing family law in Pennsylvania, you're familiar with this program, but we are pleased to have L. with us today to talk about some of the functionality of Our Family Wizard, best ways to use it, and more than that, she's not only the education coordinator, but she's also a client of Our Family Wizard, and she can speak about how she incorporates it into her practice and some of the benefits that she's experienced with it. So, Elle, welcome to the program, and please feel free to add a little bit about yourself and tell us more about Our Family Wizard. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here today with both of you. I would like to just start by saying Our Family Wizard is a wonderful resource for both co-parents and family law practitioners. Just a high-level overview, it's an app and a website It helps parents manage all those daily responsibilities and all the complexities that come with raising children in separate homes. We know as family law practitioners that parents come into the divorce process and they are completely emotionally overwhelmed. They're uncertain of what's going to happen and they're not prepared to deal with all those complexities that come with co-parenting. So our family wizard, it was thoughtfully designed and it was built with tools that anticipate every single shared parenting need. It's a tool for co-parents and it's also for professionals. So like myself, like you, like Anthony, like all the judges here in Allegheny County, the GALs, mediators, parenting coordinators, all the mental health pros, we're all using it to help the families that we're serving get through their separation and divorce. So Elle, if you wouldn't mind, what I think would be helpful for our listeners is to go through some of the specific problems that us as family law attorneys, our clients have, and just see how just kind of some of those problems can be remedied. So for example, just kind of one problem I was thinking about, and, and Aaron, Al, probably you talk about when you're, when you're talking with clients, is just how stressful this process is, right? You know, a client will see an email and they don't want to open it, or they have a text message and they don't want to open it. But when I guess you have a completely separate platform for your communications with, you know, with a co-parent, you sometimes can at least have clients kind of put those communications at times, I don't know, in a box, so to speak, where that's that's the time they focus on it. How have you seen that, Elle, if you wouldn't mind, just kind of playing out and how just that separate application for communication for co-parents can help? Right. It's they're able to compartmentalize almost and they know when they open the app or they log onto their computer and they go onto the OFW website, that's their time for messaging, for working out the calendar, adding events, putting journal posts on, requesting reimbursements for expenses. It keeps the family organized, it streamlines the co-parenting, and they know this is the time and this is the place that they are going to manage all of those responsibilities that come with raising children as co-parents. 
and just kind of some some other items that that I know, you know, again, I've I've run into with respect to these communications. You know, I think when people are are used to using text messages, emails, at times they're on their phone and it's just so easy just to fire something off. But that oversight of our family wizard and, and what I mean by oversight, can you just kind of explain how that's a little bit different than email and how that works or who can oversee if the parties are required to or they elect to show their messages to or the platform just it, it could explain a little bit of that yeah that's a great question so professionals like you like aaron like myself judges mental health pros any family law practitioner can create a complimentary account and they could link up with their client so when they do that they get this bird's eye view of their client's account and through that they can oversee all the communication so they can go into that message board and see every message that was sent, every message that was received. And when they go into that message, they could also see the date, the time it was sent, and they could also see the date and the time it was first viewed. In addition to that, they could see all the scheduling, they could see all the expenses, they get that full picture. And what we've heard and what we've learned over the years is that when parents know that their communications are being viewed, they communicate way more respectfully, productively, and effectively. Another thing is that professionals, when they go in and they get access to their client's account, they can also generate PDF reports. So if there's a specific issue, let's say a parent isn't arriving on time to an exchange, they could go in and they can look and see whether or not the parents are documenting that. And we have a special feature called the check-in. So the check-in is a tool on our journal feature where a parent can go into the app and they could drop a pin within 500 feet of their exact location. It's GPS verified. So it's gonna document the date, the time and the exact location. So let's say they're meeting at the coffee shop jitters and their exchange takes place at five o'clock and the parent who allegedly is not arriving at time has agreed or has been court ordered to drop that pin, that check-in pin every single exchange at five o'clock. If that parent does that, then there is your proof. There is your evidence when you go back to court that your client has been arriving at time and you could then go in as a professional and generate a report of all of those pins being dropped week after week after week. So when parents understand and they know that their communications and every action that they're taking on the platform is being monitored, they are on their best behavior. And do you know what? This benefits their co-parenting relationship. It benefits the attorneys because we are not getting emails on and off all day about every single thing. And finally, it benefits the courts and our judges. It reduces the litigation. And what's most important, especially here in Allegheny County, is that it's benefiting the children. We know that use of this application serves the best interests of the children. It's interesting you say that because I know some critique of some of these systems is that it increases litigation, that you're just, you know, you're using these platforms just to create exhibits to go to trial. But I, I would agree. In, in my experience, it's the exact opposite. It's, it's this over, you know, this knowledge that at any given time, I mean, judges and attorneys, we're not in this, non, you know, in these client matters nonstop, but just the notion that it could be viewed at any point in time. Yeah, I, I agree. It keeps people on their best behavior and reduces litigation. I want to add one, I think, maybe unintended benefit to it is that because it is a separate app, and I've had clients that have browsed about the idea is that you know, I have to go onto the app and then I have to send a message and can I just send them my text message? And the response is always, well, how well has it gone with you just sending off a text message contemporaneous to whatever you're thinking? Usually it's gone poorly and there's a reason why we're having these messaging systems. 
And so I do think an unintended benefit is that it takes the forces clients to pause for a second and consider what they're writing before they send it off. And it may have also sort of a filtering effect on people. Do you find that that's the case, Al? Absolutely. You are spot on. So our messaging feature, it was very thoughtfully and intentionally designed for co-parenting. We have a tool. It's my favorite tool on the entire platform. It's called Tone Meter. So when a parent is drafting a message to their co-parent, the tone meter, which is essentially the equivalent of an emotional spell check, will let the parent know in real time whether or not there's an inappropriate tone or there are emotionally charged words in the message that they are going to be sending. So let's say, for example, you have a client, your client's using the app, the client's messaging their co-parent. Again, let's use the same example that there's issues with exchanges. So the co-parent messages, don't be late as usual. I know you're going to say that it's all my fault, but it's not. So our tone meter is going to flag that immediately. Red bars are going to pop up and it's going to bring it to the parent's attention right as they're typing it. And it will alert the parent that what you're sending could be interpreted as humiliating or upsetting. And then it'll flag exclamation marks. If it's all caps, it could alert the parent that this may come across as aggressive. And this is really helpful because sometimes, like you said, you're in the moment but OFW gives you that time to pause. And with the tone meter, it gives you that additional moment to really, really think about the words that you're choosing and whether or not it's gonna be positive, respectful, and productive. And we know that over the years, although the messages can still be sent despite the tone meter alerting the parent, our parents, they are utilizing this tool and it's benefiting their co-parenting relationship, it's improving it, and it's really helping them communicate effectively. And the tone meter, that is for the sender only, right? So in other words, Again, a concern that I heard was that the tone meter is somehow utilized as evidence that this is now the, the tone meter is a uh, artificial intelligence judge that someone can use in a court proceeding. But that that's not how it works. It alerts the sender, but it does not give evidence that the receiver can use to say, well, look, you sent an aggressive message and our family wizard told me it did, right? Correct. It's not going to alert the co-parent that they just received a message that was tone was flagged by the tone meter as aggressive or humiliating or upsetting. Correct. It's for the parent that is typing the message for the sender. Excellent. From a practitioner standpoint, again, having the ability, you know, if there is a hearing coming up or if there is a dispute, the ability to go in and look. I mean, how challenging is it for practitioners, you know, from a technical perspective to log in and, you know, try to find a specific message? It's very easy to go in. When you log into your professional account, you go in and you're getting that helicopter view and you have all the tools that the parents have. However, nothing that you open is going to be documented as open. So the parent isn't going to even know that you're in the account. So when you're opening messages, you're looking at them, nothing's going to be time stamped. Nothing's going to be deleted. Nothing's going to be moved. It's very easy to go in and generate those reports. And if you're looking for something specific, so let's say going back to the example of not arriving at an exchange on time, and you want to find all the different messages related to that you go into the message board, you hit the search feature. It looks like a little magnifying glass and you type in your search terms. So you could type in exchange. You could type in if they're meeting at the Jitters coffee shop, you could type in the word Jitters. And every message that has those words or that word in it will pop up. And then you could generate a report with just those messages. And Elle, any, again, from a 
you know, I know you also serve as a guardian ad litem. Anything else or other kind of tools in the app that you regularly see clients use that you find are pretty helpful? I mean, there are endless tools. This platform is very comprehensive and robust. My favorite tool is the tone meter. My second favorite would be the right to first refusal tool. This is something a lot of practitioners and a lot of the parents are not familiar with. And some pros, they call it the trade swap or they call it the parent modification tool. What it is, if parents have a right to first refusal clause or they've been court ordered, it means that the one parent, they must offer that other parent the opportunity to look after the kids before they reach out to grandma or the babysitter or another family member to take care of the kids. They have to give their co-parent the opportunity. So on our platform, when the parents have this right to first refusal or they just want to do a trade swap with the other parent, they go in, they fill out this parenting modification request form. There's no messages that go back and forth. It's just really fields get filled out. So they let the parent know that they would like to do a trade or they'd like to do a swap. The other parent will get notification of this request and then the other parent they can approve, they can refuse, or they can make a counter offer. And I like to compare it to fantasy football. Like when you're doing your trades, you can approve, you can refuse, or you can counter. And then you could just go back and forth as many times as you need to. If the request is approved, the calendar is going to automatically update and the parenting schedule time, it's going to change to reflect that request in that that request was accepted. And if it wasn't accepted, it's going to be documented and there's going to be a log of all the communication that went back and forth between the two parents. So that tool I've seen has been very, very useful because when we go into the messaging and we reopen the dialogue, all that does really is it invites the opportunity for conflict because then the other parent's going to say, well, why do you need to trade? Why are you asking for this? Where are you going? What are you doing? Can't you ask your mom? Instead, they just, they fill out the fields, they send it. You could refuse, approve, or counter. That's it. Just so we're clear, you're not talking about anything that's not otherwise included in the subscription, right? There's there's no sort of a la carte purchasing of these different options. These are all things that are available to people that sign up. Correct. So it's a $99 subscription-based service, and it's $99 per parent for the account. The tone meter, however, that is an additional cost because it's through artificial intelligence and it is an extra and it's an extra $9.99 a year for that feature. But the right to first refusal tool, the message board, the calendar, the parenting schedules that you could put on the calendar, the journal feature with those check-ins, the expense log in the information bank, that's all included. And one thing I do like to point out is that Our Family Wizard is a mission-based company, and we really want every single parent and every single family that could benefit from our tool set to do so. So we do have fee waivers, and we also have military discounts. So if you have a client and that client is struggling and that $99 is going to be a hardship on them, fill out the fee waiver for your client. Or if you're doing pro bono work and your client is on any type of government assistance, Medicaid, food stamps, housing assistance, they automatically get a fee waiver and they get a free account. That includes the tone meter and all of the features and all the tools. That's fantastic. And I think that's important for everyone to understand because I'm sure there are people that use only one function and there are others that really maximize the benefit of the service. Exactly. And we also offer, one thing I forgot to mention is for our DV survivors. So if you have a client who is a survivor and for the secondary victims, for those children, these accounts also are completely complementary. That's fantastic. That's a, a, an excellent service, for, particularly for people that may need it after a domestic violence incident and have to have continuing 
custody cases and protection from abuse cases. So that's a, that's a tremendous service. So before we let you go, and thank you for your time today. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with our audience about Our Family Wizard? And could you also direct us as to where they can find it online or if there's any other contact information you want to share? Absolutely. I would just encourage everyone who's listening to go check out our website, www.ourfamilywizard.com. Our Family Wizard, it really is the most extensive, secure, and interactive co-parenting platform out there. Everything is encrypted on the platform. If parents need to exchange important confidential information, it's going to be encrypted. It can go into our information bank that serves as a secure storage center for the families. They could upload their orders and any important information related to their children. Parents can go on and they could really, really streamline their co-parenting. They could schedule parenting time. They could add events, extracurriculars, appointments, holidays, birthdays. They can document all their exchanges like we went over with the check-in feature and the drop-in. They could share all the information that's important, files, photos, documents. They could manage and track expenses. All the expenses related to their children could be taken care of through our expense log that now has an OFW pay. That's a new feature. It's similar to like a Venmo or a PayPal or a Cash App. It's internal built into the platform where they could transfer funds for all those shared child related expenses. And then finally, they could send their secure messages that cannot be manipulated. They can never be edited deleted or retracted. And as practitioners, we use that to develop our exhibits and to present to the court. And then finally, you know, as a GAL, as a deeply committed and dedicated advocate for children and family, my hope is that all of these co-parenting tools, they will keep the parents and the families organized. It'll help them hold themselves accountable reduce the conflict, the litigation, and really the parents can then just focus on what's important on raising happy, healthy, secure, and confident children. Well, Elle, thank you. I, I, I could not have said it better myself regarding the goals of these parents going through these real tough times. Thank you for joining us. And thank you for everyone listening to the Law and the Family podcast brought to you by the Pennsylvania Bar Association. Thank you. Law and the Family is a production of the Pennsylvania Bar Association Family Law Section. To learn more or to join the section, visit the Pennsylvania Bar Association website at pabar.org. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And to catch up on every episode, join us at anchor.fm slash lawinthefamily. A reminder that nothing in this podcast should be taken as legal advice for any individual case or situation. This information is not intended to create an attorney-client relationship. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and the guests and don't necessarily represent those of the Pennsylvania Bar Association. Thanks for listening and tune in for future podcasts.